What's up, Internet? My name's David Welb. I hate it so much. <laughs> we get Nerdy Nightly. And your name's Ariel Edwards. It is, for and those of you who didn't know. We thought we'd share this with you. <laughs> Best intro yet. Yeah, nailed yeah, we it. we nailed it. That was that was nailed beautiful. It. Nailed it. What's up, internet? Um, welcome back to Dos Nerdy Nightly Podcast, the podcast where Ariel and I meander our musings <laughs> for forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah, that's that's about too right. late at night. Ah, uh, sometimes. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. One day we'll record this at like two o'clock in the afternoon and it will be, be weird. Chef's kiss. It's gonna be so strange. Internet, uh, if you have been around uh my Twitch channel this weekend and you were there for the madness that was my Friday on Fall Guys, I just wanna say thank you for being a part of that. It was a long eleven hours of me losing until I finally did end up winning. One game of Fall Guys. <laughs> you got that crown. I got that crown. And I, I'm just so grateful to everyone who stuck around. And honestly, like, you know, this weekend was my best numbers yet. Thanks yeah. to some raids and to some community love. And I just want to say thank you because it feels... I'm so tired. I'm currently tired. It's Saturday night and recording this. I'm exhausted. But I, it feels really good <laughs> to have your support and love. And I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a, it was a long day for you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of you. It was also a long day for you, though. Like, I made your life harder by doing that. <laughs> yeah, but at least I got to, like, go to bed at a decent hour, you know? That's so fair. I, like, well, I guess I probably fell asleep. Not, like, probably, like, one thirty. How upset were you that you missed my win live, though? That you had to watch it the next day? I mean... Because you, you are a FOMO person. I know. I know. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We won't talk about it. <laughs> I literally, I'm always, I always have a list of things to do that I mean to do while David is streaming. And I never do most of them because I just don't want to like miss out on shit that happens in stream. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's bad. I need to get over it. You need to or I'll never, get over it. Like oh. get anything accomplished. What? I can't stream Thursday night this week. Why? Because we have to go see New Mutants. Ah. Do you know what made me think of that? What? This podcast is coming out a day early this week. We're it putting is. it out on Sunday. Yes. Because as of 11 a.m. today, the 24-hour event that is DC's Fandom ends. Mm-hmm. And so the podcast is going to come out on Sunday this week. Mm-hmm. Early. Switching things Just up. so that we go up as soon as Fandom's over. You can hear our thoughts as soon as you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to be putting the podcast up next week on Friday. Because we want to get our new mutants thoughts out as quickly right. as possible for the movie. You're right. So that we're, sorry, we were making our schedule. I yeah, love that we're we, making our schedule live on, on the, podcast. the podcast. Not live, obviously, but we're recording it. And I'm not going <laughs> to edit this out. I'm lazy, and it is already 11:39. Yeah. So let's talk fandom because that's why you're here. You're not here to talk. You're not our here schedule. to talk our schedule. <laughs> through for us although if you're good at scheduling and you're willing to work for no money hit us up <laughs> yeah please we need someone to tell us how to schedule our time properly <laughs> um all right so we're just going to go through these panels in order because that yeah. seems like the easiest way to not miss anything mm-hmm. first up in the day was the wonder woman 1984 panel yes which i'm you know what 
very excited for after that trailer. I had some serious issues with the first Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one makes me excited. I think you and I both fall into the category of people who are like, it was pretty good. And then it just kind of falls off a cliff. Yeah. And I'm one of those people like, like, uh, I can't, I, I can be a bit harsh. Like mm-hmm. there are things that I'm like, no, a bit that, you know, I'm like, no, that, that ruins it for me. I can't mm-hmm. consider this a good movie or a movie that I liked because of, you know, certain you, factors. you kind of have to enjoy all of it to enjoy any of it. No, not true. Not true. I actually, I, I have the ability to, while I'm watching the movie, for the most part, mm-hmm. enjoy myself. Um, but in hindsight. And then when I look back, I'm like, okay, this is what I didn't like. And mm-hmm. even if it's a bad movie, if even if I decide, I'm like, oh, actually it was not a great movie. Sometimes I still enjoy it in the moment. Because Wonder Woman is a movie for me that I don't watch in full really anymore. Yeah. I watch it up until spoilers for wonder woman i mean it's been out i know and (laughs) we're talking about dc fandom like we're literally about to talk about the sequel so you better have seen the first one yeah um i the moment where steve trevor dies where the plane blows up yeah that's the end of the movie for me yeah i don't the the fighting between her and Ares in the red dust cloud (laughs) lupin yeah Uh, it just doesn't work for me it's it's not like it's not interesting to watch and honestly, that's like the part of the movie that I remember the least. Mm-hmm. And even though when when I saw Wonder Woman, I quite enjoyed it. That was one of the movies that I was like, I, it was very enjoyable while I was watching it. And then afterwards, I thought about it. I talked about it. I And I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't think that it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I did really enjoy it. But that I think that ending really just like with all the hype that they were putting into Wonder Woman being mm-hmm. this like female power movie. For them to, for them to like pull that shit with Chris Pine, I was like, really, like, really. I see that one's tough for me because, in my brain, there isn't a world where Diana and Steven aren't in love. No, no, no. And that's so, like, it's not that they're in love. Oh. It's 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 the how that whole thing played out and like, like she. Here, here's the thing. It boasted like female power and like getting shit done as like a powerful woman, and yet he like was like quintessential to that story. Like he kind of took over and was the um, like important character in that moment, and like which is fine. It's just they marketed it as such a way that I was ready to like like I was ready for like Wonder Woman to be like the boss lady that I always wanted in my life. See, the only the only reason I, I see it differently is the moment that Steve Trevor's like, I'm going to go fly this plane because it's the thing that I can do mm-hmm. because I can't do everything else. But you can do everything else. So I'm going to go do this one little thing in this storyline. Totally. It's not his choices. It's mm-hmm. honestly, I think, how they, uh, how they handled it within the movie. Okay, it, fair. It, yeah, it wasn't the story choices. It was kind of the how they... Um, how they portrayed it. All right. I, I don't know how to say that better, but no, yeah. I, I mean it's it's how you read it. You know what I mean? And I can't. Mm-hmm. It's I think that people are always going to see things through their own lens, and I'm also a white man who <laughs> looks like Steve Trevor. Not looks like Steve Trevor. Chris Pine is a gorgeous human, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like is. Hey, you are a beautiful creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A creature that you would uh, examine in a lab. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm of his. I would say um, status in the world. 
Yeah, yeah. And so my ability to see him in that movie is going to be different than yours. Totally. And I, I can't deny... <laughs> I, I can't deny anyone else's view on it when mm-hmm. I have the this privileged position where I'm like, oh, isn't it great that he like took a step back and was like, you're the real power here. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, not yeah. totally. I totally acknowledge that, and I I just I really like their relationship, and I, I like the way that like their dynamic is handled in the first movie, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited for him to be back in the second movie, even if totally. I'm also like confused. What the hell is this movie gonna be? Because. Yes. If, if the new trailer, let's get into Wonder Woman eighty four for yeah. a minute. Because um, in the panel, Chris Pine says that all he was there to do was to be in love with Gal and make her giggle, which I loved. <laughs> Patty Jenkins laughed and was like, "That's not all you do in the movie. Yeah. Stop telling people that." Yeah. But then when you watch the trailer, there's the cheetah story. Yeah. And then there's Chris Pine and Gal Gadot laughing and like twirling around each other in romantic locations, and like those are the two things that happen in this trailer. I mean, honestly. If, like, he might be being slightly facetious, but honestly, if that's kind of how the movie plays out, like, I wouldn't be mad at that. There are plenty of movies where there's this, like, action hero guy, and he's got his main plot line with the main villain, and then the woman in the story is just there to be the love interest. So if that's his role in this movie, you know, I don't, I, I like, I wouldn't be mad at it. I'd be interested, it, I, I'm interested to see how they handle it. Yeah, that's But I fair. wonder how much of that is a joke and how much of it is like, no, he's like, I'm not, this story's not about me, you know? I just, this movie has so much that it has to accomplish. And yeah. the number one thing it has to accomplish, in my opinion, because it doesn't, here's the thing, this movie doesn't have to prove anything about Wonder Woman to me. Yeah. Gal Gadot is a wonderful Wonder Woman. Yeah, absolutely. Pun intended. She owns that role and no one can take that away from her, I don't think. Like, there's no part of me that's like, Gal Gadot really has, no no she's got it in the bag yeah. 110% I'm pretty sold on Kristen Wiig already as Cheetah mm-hmm. I will believe Pedro Pascal is any character <laughs> the thing <laughs> that this movie has to convince me is that Steve Trevor coming back from the dead Makes is worth sense. it yeah 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 and is worth telling a story about mm-hmm. because the number one thing for me at the end of Wonder Woman is I was like oh this is really cool like you you've taken this character away from her Mm -hmm. and now we get to see this woman but also this like god literal literal god Mm -hmm. deal with the trauma of losing love but how and so how does she deal with trauma but also like be the beacon of light that we need Mm -hmm. and so to but we're not going to get that story instead the next story that we get is gal gadot gets her love back yeah. And so I, I'm the thing that this movie for me has to prove is that that was that a was worthwhile decision. Totally. And that there is a story here that isn't just, hey, their chemistry was so good in the first one. We have to put them we in the movie. We brought them back. And so we made up some bullshit thing. Like, Yeah. And I don't want it to be some bullshit thing. I, I like. <laughs> no, it, it, it needs to feel important and it needs mm-hmm. to feel. Yeah, it needs to feel like you said, like it's worth it. Mm hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I totally agree with that because I think that, you know, like him being dead, that they do lose out on that really interesting storyline that, you know, that Wonder Woman has to be Wonder Woman, but mm-hmm. she also, you know, she, not that she's human because she's technically not, but that like human side of her, like, you know, that interests people. Yeah. And um, I hope that we get to see that in other ways you know totally 
Totally. And like, I think the panel did a really good job of setting up that these um, actors had fun and like enjoyed doing this together. Yeah. Um, I just hope that the movie, I don't know. The, the DC movies are so hit and miss for me. And so I just yeah. want this to be one of the good ones mm-hmm. just because I like Wonder Woman, but I don't love Wonder Woman. Yep. Um, and I love the first hour and 20 minutes of Wonder Woman a lot. Yeah. And so I, I really, I'm, I'm just, I'm so hopeful for this movie because honestly, Gal Gadot deserves it. Gal Gadot yeah. deserves to have this movie because she's just... All of her activism, all of her the work she's doing internationally, like the beacon she's that she is for the icon. world. Yeah, like, yeah. And you know what? The most emotional part of the the fandom for me was seeing her and Linda Carter together. Yeah. And they're two good people mm-hmm. who are true like role models for this community and for the world. And I'm I'm so grateful to have those female voices. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, the fandom had a lot of that. There was a lot of powerful female voices and a lot of powerful people of color voices being amplified by this fandom. Yeah, and and really being given the microphone today. And I, I tweeted about it on the t- Nerdy Nightly Twitter. Um, and it was it was really powerful to see those voices being lifted up by this company and being put on the forefront. And if you watch the panel today, if you watch any panel today, there were people of color there. Yeah. And if you watch all the panels, there was an overwhelming number of people of color who are being given this opportunity. And I think that it was really DC putting a statement on this panel and this day and being mm-hmm. very upfront about the fact that they were saying our brand is diversity and our brand is the creators of color and the creators who are female. And we're, we're going to lean into that and we're going to embrace them and we're going to give them the microphone here. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really happy to see that. Yeah, me too. For sure. Um, the one woman panel led in to the Warner Brothers Games Montreal announcement, which was very, very exciting because, <laughs> you know, I, I think that everyone was really talking about that Rocksteady announcement that we were coming later in the day. We knew we were getting a Suicide Squad game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're getting a follow up to the Arkham games in Gotham Knights, a four player disciples of batman game <laughs> in the arkham style is so exciting to me it's very exciting we're we we are we are gonna have a lot of fun playing this together oh yeah nightwing <laughs> and batwoman just fucking like taking over the city we will have to get the cosplays made and we'll have to stream playing that game in those cosplays oh shit that's mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. that's fun tino we're looking at you tino. <laughs> um yeah no i i i was i was sh- surprised by all of this mm-hmm. um and really excited i mean the game looks incredible yeah yeah i um uh did not play the p- previous games um but uh, i yeah it looks it looks like like uh, yeah it looks like it'd be something like it looks really fun um as someone who didn't play the previous batman games Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I would like to play this. Yeah, I think that you should play them. You should at least play Arkham City. Yeah, maybe it's, I'll it's stream it. One of the best games of all time. So high. If we can <laughs> figure out how to get it on our Windows 10 device. Um, oh right, right, right. I forgot that that was the problem uh, that the we problem. were having. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played all three. I've actually played all four. I've also played Arkham Origins, which is the um like prequely one that wasn't made by Rocksteady. Uh huh. 
the studio that made that game actually made this game because Rocksteady made the Suicide Squad game. Right. Um, right. that we'll talk about later. Um, and yeah, I just I I'm I'm very excited. I I tweeted that I saw a lot of the things I wanted in the Avengers game mm-hmm. in this trailer. Um, the yeah. characters interacting in the combat. Yeah. Um, a wide array of enemies. Um, literally everything that I wanted from the Avengers game seems to be in this one. Yeah. Um, which is unfair to the Avengers game because they are making a property for the first time. Whereas this is going to be the, I mean, if you count all of the Arkham games in every style that they've, you know, Blackgate and all that, this Mm -hmm. is the seventh, I think, game in this line. Okay. So this is a studio that has a foundation to build upon, whereas Avengers is building something new. Yeah. So it's not a one-to-one comparison between the two games. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and... You know, I, I, I'm still enjoying the Avengers beta and I'm excited to play it. We need to give after Avengers my tonsil surgery. a chance to find themselves. Well, but but kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and the games aren't trying to be the same thing. Avengers is a very different style of game. Yeah, totally. Um, like I never dodge. There is a dodge button, but I don't use it because mm-hmm. I'm an Avenger. Hit yeah. me, I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I am Kamala Khan. I love her so much. But <laughs> this game, you know, is going to be very much in the style of the Arkham games. And I'm excited that Mr. Freeze fight looks pretty incredible yeah yeah it really does i uh yeah and to finally get to play as batgirl in this world is gonna be very good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love batgirl (laughs) i want i want a batgirl movie so freaking badly one day i know i know i just like they'll they'll find me and they'll be like hey (gasps) oh that's they're (laughs) waiting for clarus dracarus yeah they're they're waiting for me it's fine but we're definitely gonna get that game and we're definitely gonna stream it oh yes um, this led into the Sandman universe panel, which mm-hmm. is about the Sandman, which you've never read a Sandman comic. No, no. I have watched, um, a good friend of mine was in a, uh, a, a project that was like small time, but they had a budget. They, like, they, they managed to get the funding for this like Sandman, um, um movie and i I saw him in it because they showed it in like they they showed it in the theater and it was a big deal in toronto like a fan film yeah it was a fan film but i think they had how much they have maybe i'm making this up but i think they had 25 grand or something like yeah like they managed to like pull something together they had a really cool artist on board um and it was really neat um yeah and it was uh it it was a good friend of mine who was acting in it Mm -hmm. and it was just like this really weird it was like the diner Mm mm-hmm um anyways but that's that's my only experience um with sandman but apparently um neil gaiman liked it so oh cool yeah he like tweeted at them he's like that's awesome "Awesome neil gaiman is he's such an incredible person yeah and his (laughs) appearance in this panel was so cool to me Mm -hmm. um near the end he was talking about the netflix adaptation yep um and how he's fully on board and how the Netflix adaptation is not going to be uh, an exact replica of the cop, uh, the comic. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of Sandman fans who that would, it makes you nervous because Sandman's one of those seminal works. Um, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I might be getting him confused with somebody else. But isn't he in some ways precious with his work? Like giving the rights away to... Very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always involved. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, um, so... The, so for him to give this approval, this is like a... Well, he's working on it. Yeah. 
Um, and he's, yeah, apparently he's very involved in all of the adaptations of his work. Mm-hmm. He was very involved in American Gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very involved in um, Good Omens. Um, <laughs> which show. is where him and, I, I, according to the panel today, where him and Martin Sheen became close. Right. Um, and Martin Sheen plays Lucifer in the Sandman audiobook that is streaming right now. Oh, nice. That they're putting out. And I haven't listened to that audiobook, but honestly, this panel did its job. Yeah. Because now I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go listen to this audiobook. <laughs> yeah. Like, the way they were talking about the production of it and mm-hmm. the way they were talking about the um, the 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 care with which they're presenting it in this format and the fact that they have, like, BBC um, radio play producers behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know why that says so much to me, but knowing that there's some sort of like, I, when I think of BBC radio plays, I think of the Doctor Who radio plays. <laughs> yeah. And so knowing that that like thread is through this, mm-hmm. um, it just all, the whole panel in a way was like this thing that I was going to stay away from because a comic book and audio format sounds so odd to me. Yeah. I now I'm like, oh, I, I don't know when, probably after my well, surgery, but I'm listening to this thing. We have a long drive ahead of us. We, we do have a long drive ahead of us. <laughs> that is true. So maybe we'll we'll put that on the list. But yeah, I mean, I there wasn't anything like revolutionary in this podcast or in this um, panel mm-hmm. um, about what is essentially a podcast, but um, <laughs> it, it it did its job. It certainly yeah. it certainly did the job of making me go, okay, yeah, no, I should I should buy the thing yeah yeah gotta which do is that. for dc that's what all these panels are supposed to be totally they're supposed to make me go yeah 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 yeah. I'll buy, buy this game thing. do this thing watch this see this yeah um the next panel was the multiverse panel mm-hmm. which basically was explaining what a multiverse was if you didn't know <laughs> um so that's the one i should have watched you don't know what the multiverse is it i confuses me <laughs> I, I, <laughs> i've seen like yeah, no, I, no, I, I don't. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, I can understand why you didn't want to watch Crisis with, on Infinite Earths with me then, um, back in January. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it, it was fun. It, it was fun just to listen to them talk about how much care they put into the multiverse and how, um, moving, it, it basically the, the takeaway from the panel, the only thing that really mattered was that, um, in the last in crisis of infinite earths Mm -hmm. the television show ezra miller showed up as the flash right and interacted with grant gustin's flash Mm -hmm. and they're saying now that they have hbo max those kind of things will probably happen more often oh dope okay which leads us into the panel that was after this Mm -hmm. introducing flash and Mm -hmm. the multiverse was the first time that ezra miller came up and he comes up throughout the day because yeah. he's the Flash in the DCEU. <laughs> yeah. And there was a very, very obvious decision not to talk about anything related to Ezra Miller's personal life. Which, if you haven't seen the yeah. video that's online, um, it was odd to me. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. Um, bringing it back to what you said earlier about them, um, you know, really encouraging um, diversity and, mm-hmm. like like and pushing female voices yeah yeah like they like dc is clearly here to support their female creators Mm -hmm. and their female fans Mm -hmm. and the decision to not mention this at all does not support their female fans um i agree with that 
it's it's really unfortunate and it's um i think it was a big elephant in the room all day like we were mm-hmm. like are they gonna talk about this are they gonna mention it at all really nothing um and honestly i'm quite disappointed yeah it, it was the one it because it, honestly like yes the whole day was sort of like a very very long zoom call to be a part of <laughs> where someone but it's like a zoom call where it's all commercials where someone's trying to sell you something yeah but despite that feeling I I really think they did a good job and they like it was nice totally. to watch and like it was all everyone was having fun and it's clear they put the effort in clearly Jim Lee created so much beautiful art for yep. backdrops and whatnot this was the one thing that was that took a little bit away from me yeah. if I'm being honest was being like so we're just pretending that this didn't happen yeah and I I think that that can only go on for so long. And at some point, this conversation is going to have to be had. And I think that if I was DC, if I was DC, I would have made this all be public a month ago before fandom. Exactly. I would have made it on my terms. But now what I feel like is going to happen is it's going to be at the at the red carpet or at, well, at the press People are like, going to want to know. People, people are, gonna, are going to ask. He's going to do press. Yes. And the question is going to come up. Yeah. So what happened? Like, you yeah. know, like, and it's, I don't know. And I, you don't, and here's the thing for DC. Yes, they could probably put, they could probably say you can't ask that question. But right now with the way that social media runs, how businesses do. Yeah. You do not want to be the company who has a female reporter mm-hmm. saying that they were not allowed to ask a male, a white male star of a movie a question about what, like a physical interaction out. with a teenage girl. Yeah. Like you, it, it looks just as bad for them for him to answer that question to as me. it does for them to ban a woman from asking that question. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just surprised that they've, I'm surprised that it went on this long and that yeah. Ezra Miller was such a focus of the, the, of the day. Like he's in multiple panels. Yeah. Like, I don't think there has been any kind of repercussion for what he did in that video. There hasn't been a public apology. No, like, and honestly, like, that in itself is gross. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I wonder I wonder if it's been taken care of between him and that girl. Like, I wonder if they've had some sort of settlement or something. Yeah, but... That isn't public, but I don't think that that forgives... Yeah. The the public outcry of one of, you know, and look, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not sitting here saying like this person who maybe made one mistake. Cuz if it's if it's a single action in his life mm-hmm. that he deeply regrets forever, I am not asking for him to have well, nightmarish yeah. days for the rest of his days. No, and we you know, this isn't about like canceling him or ending his career or anything like that, but you know, you can't just not say anything. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, I think, honestly, I think it's going to make it worse. Yeah, I think that it, if it, I just feel like it could have been handled. Yeah. And it, they and, could have talked about it on their terms. And handled is the wrong word. But no, it, but they, they could have, they could have talked about it in a way that, you know, answered the questions and owned up to what happened. And, you know, um, it would not have appeased everybody, but it would have been better than nothing. Yeah. It would have been better than the lingering question. And I know and I know that there are people who like, you know, I know Roxy Stryer, who's a big internet personality who I mm-hmm. follow and who I think is an incredible 
you know, podcaster and YouTube personality in this space that, you know, we're in, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's what she tweeted about today. Mm-hmm. And, and and there are going to be people who are going to keep bringing this up until it is... Until it's dealt with. Like, yeah, until and, it's answered and yeah. something. And I'm just surprised. I was surprised at how it wasn't at all and how multiple times he was brought up as this, like, it, it felt like there was this, like, company-wide effort to rehabilitate his image today yeah but it felt false because it didn't come after an apology and it had come after a public apology that felt genuine and like i don't want to say ticked all the boxes but like you know what i mean like that no but it was sincere yeah that that felt like it hit all of the things that needed to be said and was honest and open Mm -hmm. i feel like a public rehabilitation like today would have felt understanding and if he had made that apology and then I spent all day watching people who know him and have worked with him and want to keep working with him after this mm-hmm. saying this is the person that we know and that was a thing that that was a one bad thing that he did that he deeply regrets. Mm-hmm. I think that I could have gotten on board with people who actually know him because I don't know him and I wasn't there for the situation. Yeah. So like I don't want to say like I have judged his character based on a 12 second video. Mm-hmm. At the same time. At the he's same a, time, he's a white man yeah. of some size, and that was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I, I just can't bridge that gap on my own. Yeah, for him, when I don't really have any reason to. Yeah, yeah, he like we have not been given a reason to try and move past this or forgive or like give grace, like you know, because it's just been ignored. And I mm-hmm. honestly think that's been the wrong thing to do. And I think it honestly might bite them in the ass later on. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to move our tour ad just so that we can come back fresh with the next panel, which is one that I am truly, I'm so excited (laughs) to talk about. We'll be back with the Suicide Squad in just a second. And we're back. Suicide Squad. (laughs) <laughs> I am so excited for this movie. You didn't even watch this panel because you couldn't because of our schedule today. I know. This is the one that I missed. The and... only one that you missed in the whole day. I mean... And this and the multiverse. The two panels you needed to watch, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be able to contribute much except for the fact that I haven't seen the first Suicide Squad movie. Um, but you're excited for Polka Dot Man, right? And that Flula's playing Javelin. I'm so confused. And that John Cena's playing Peacemaker. Here's the thing. So (laughs) James Gunn showed up to DC and they were like, what characters do you want to use? And James Gunn went, I want the characters that cannot ever be in a movie. I want the characters who are so far in the corners of the vault. Jeez. that That no one would ever possibly put into a movie Mm -hmm. and dc went just do whatever the fuck you want man like (laughs) you're such a good filmmaker and you're such a good writer do whatever you want and i i honestly think that james gunn is i like i don't want to say that he's challenging himself but he's a true mad lad yeah he's a mad (laughs) lad like it feels like he showed up to work one day and was like i want to make this impossible to pull off yeah and i want to see if i can do it because it has that feeling. And honestly, like Polka Dot, it's the Suicide Squad. They've got bombs in their heads. Many of them are going to die. 
that's Jesus. The, it's the premise that's that's always what suicide squad is yeah and so like who knows how much polka dot man and javelin and all these characters are actually in the movie they might be there for five minutes oh slipknot in the first movie is not even five minutes i think he's in like 45 Jeez. seconds of the movie spoiler alert for the non the, the the guy with two lines in suicide squad that you know is going to die right away but well i mean i didn't know that but that's fine trust me <laughs> i didn't watch the first one because i heard it was very bad there's but. things about it that i love um margot robbie the introduction of margot robbie as harley quinn is Honestly, brilliant she's just perfect um so will like... smith is great as dead shot mm-hmm. and um jai courtney as captain boomerang is true it, it's a special performance that they got out of him and it's captain boomerang is a dumb character he's a dumb character <laughs> he's just he's a dumb character here's the thing he's so cool now <laughs> and like you know we're gonna talk about the suicide squad game in a minute but there's a reason captain boomerang's in that game and it's jai courtney's performance mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he he made that character into a standout with a couple of really, really stand-up moments. Mm-hmm. And now Captain Boomerang is a villain that people know. Yeah. Whereas, like, it used to be, like, Captain Boomerang was a Flash villain that, like, I knew. But yeah. But even my friends who read comics were like, no, there's nobody named Captain Boomerang. That's too dumb. <laughs> and you're like, well, The actually. Australian villain who throws a boomerang. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah, he's... he's, he's and now everyone knows him because he's I great. feel like that's, like, almost as absurd as Squirrel Girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you, 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 you don't understand how much people love Squirrel Girl. No, and no. And you I... have to be very careful what you say. No, I just, like, the, but here, it, here's the thing. If you pitch that concept to somebody without any context of it, they'd be like, What? But uh, like no nothing on like the character itself. Okay, um, but I would I would <laughs> like to point out that we're talking about a world. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a world where a man shot himself with gamma radiation and turns into a giant green Hulk. <laughs> we're talking about a world where the mm-hmm. Norse gods are real. Yeah, by it. Like, Squirrel Girl is the least crazy (laughs) X-Men. I don't know. It just makes me giggle. Cyclops shoots laser beams out of his eyes and has magic sunglasses that somehow stop that from happening unless he presses a button on his magic sunglasses. Like, Squirrel Girl is... Squirrel Girl's fine. She's also... Squirrel Girl would be less of a meme type of character (laughs) if she weren't the most powerful character in Marvel. Yeah. Like, Squirrel Girl can take out Galactus. Don't ask me how. I don't really understand it. <laughs> but that's why it just makes me giggle. Oh, Anyways. and you know what? This Suicide Squad movie is going to make you giggle. Yeah. Because Polka Dot Man and Javelin. Yeah. All I have to say is Polka Dot Man and the Javelin. And I just, yeah, I, I'm i like, I, oh, man. It's going to be interesting. It's, that's the that's like one, um, uh, maybe, maybe the first one, but the second one for sure we should definitely like um live stream with our with our peeps oh for sure for sure watching that because that that'll be fun Ooh, we need to do that for this month mm-hmm. <sighs> well, oops mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> um yeah honestly like this is a panel that there isn't a lot to talk about because yeah it just is so good and like 
you know, they talked about how it's a 70s war film, but it's Suicide Squad. And like, and the poster was dope. You go watch the behind. I was the, like, yeah. Go watch the behind the scenes footage if you can. But Suicide Squad. I mean, it's James Gunn. What 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 movie has he made that's been bad? Truly, like he's he's a brilliant filmmaker. He's a funny man. There's some questionable tweets from a long time ago that aren't that even that bad, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's he's one of he's one of those filmmakers who I will show up for everything he makes. Yeah. And I I just. Yeah, I'm very excited for this movie. I thought mm-hmm. the cast had a great re- uh, reaction. John Cena as Peacemaker is going to be so fascinating to play like a Captain America who's a huge asshole mm-hmm. is a very funny part for him to play because that's basically who he is on the WWE. Yeah. It was also weird how many WWE stars were <laughs> Yeah. on fandom today. Um, but yeah, Suicide Squad looked great and that footage looks cool. For sure. Um, also, I'm, I'm just very excited for Nathan Fillion. I'm as TDK. excited for Nathan Fillion as oh, anything. Oh, and Peter Capaldi as The Thinker. Yes. Like, there has never been better casting than Peter Capaldi's The Thinker. That's inspired. Yeah. And I love Peter Capaldi. He's mm-hmm. like top top tier for sure. Um, The next panel, uh, I don't think you watched this, was the Females of Color panel? No, no. There were a few that I missed. Um, The female... Uh, I don't, yeah, I talked about this earlier, but it, I was really impressed with uh, DC for giving people the time and for making sure that people of color and women were put on the forefront of a lot of these panels. Yeah. Um, and uh, this panel was great. I honestly, all I can say about this one really is just to go watch it. I think that there's a lot that is said by these women um, that is very worthwhile to hear, especially if you're someone who maybe, and I, this is kind of what I tweeted was, if you're the kind of person who would see this and think to skip it. I think that um, you're the kind of person who should probably sit through it and listen to what's being said. Yeah. Because there's a lot of really... This one and the Milestone Comics panel where they announced that Mm -hmm. uh, Milestone Comics coming back. Those two panels, I really think that it's worth sitting with. Yeah. And um, especially if you maybe think that those kinds of stories shouldn't be told by comics and by these companies, (laughs) I think that this would be a, a good exercise to meditate with what is being said by those creators because it was uh it was inspiring and it was really really um a highlight of my day to get to sit with um their voices totally. and to listen to them and to um just really absorb their experience and their perspective on these things yeah because i think that um it's very different from mine yeah and i'm grateful and it brings a lot of value to the room so much mm-hmm. and they're all characters and creators and actors and they're people who are bringing so much joy into my life yeah um black lightning is such a joy of a show to watch as dark and difficult as the you know um top subject matter can be in the show because mm-hmm. um, they do deal with a lot of race and a lot of those difficult issues mm-hmm. the the characters and the interactions and the family at the heart of it like there's so much i love about it mm-hmm um, I, uh, Candace Patton as Iris West on the Flash show is is a is a gem, and we're lucky to have her. She's been such a wonderful Iris for these past six seasons, mm-hmm. and um, just such a good person. And I know that there have been difficult times with her um, and the com- community, uh, and the embracing of her as Iris has not always been there. Mm-hmm. And her resilience in the face of that is so inspiring to me. Yeah. Um, especially because none of the backlash against her has ever been deserved. Um, 
she's 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 talented and wonderful and we are not worthy of her based <laughs> on the response um and yeah it's just it, it, these both of those panels were really were really wonderful and worthwhile and i i was so happy to see that also the um golden hour panel that we both watched with jim lee and the um right asian american activist I, mm-hmm. I wish that I had his name in front of me, um, but um, that that was a really excellent panel as well um, to show a different side of this diversity conversation. Totally, yeah, yeah. I I just I I you know want to give the DCU the uh, the props for um, really like uh, putting these things to the forefront mm-hmm. today. Um, I think uh, I think we need it right now, and I yeah. think they did a good job with that. And and the nerd community needs it. Like we yeah. need. I'm sorry, but like there, this community can be very toxic towards people of color. Mm-hmm. Not can be. This community is very toxic towards people of color. Yeah. Full stop. It just is. Yeah. And it will continue to be mm-hmm. until the companies let it be known that they don't stand for that shit. Yeah. Like DC did today. You know, they told their, they showed their fans, this is what we value. And mm-hmm. I think that was very important. And the Ezra Miller situation aside... Which mm-hmm. is which is admittedly a, a personal and complicated situation. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make excuses for it, but it is different. You yes. Know, in a way. For sure. Um, they very much showed that the people of color within their company, and and of course they have Jim Lee is a person of color, and so the the person at the head of this entire thing is a person of color. Yeah. And no, you know, having that sort of a voice in the room always trickles down totally um and it's you know it's why i i'm such a big advocate for getting more people of color in office in november and why i'm such a big advocate for voting for people of color in november Mm -hmm. because having people of color in charge changes the landscape below them yeah and so i think that you know jim lee's idea of diversity is probably different than if there was a white cco in that position totally and we saw a lot of that today and it was inspiring and heartwarming and wonderful to see Mm -hmm. and i just i just really want to you know as much as the dc ezra miller thing is complicated i do want to give credit where credit's due and say that i was so moved by the diversity and the opportunities that were given to people of color in this space Mm -hmm. and um that boss panel was really it was it was worth watching i think that everyone should go check it out Mm -hmm. um i we oh my god we're running too long we, I could talk about I could talk about DC fandom as long as DC fandom was, you know. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's true. But we can't not talk about the Snyder Cut panel. No, 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 that is like top news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was something. That trailer was exciting. It blew me away because it did not look like Justice anything League. like Justice League. I was like, wait, are we sure that this is the same thing? And that just makes me even more excited for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. I was like, cool, I'm into it. And now I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to see this. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me because they announced that it was four one-hour episodes. And you kind of initially like... I was confused because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the original Justice League was supposed to be more than one movie. Yeah, I think it was... I The thing is, it went through so many iterations that like, who knows what happened. Yeah. But I believe there were two scripts initially. Um. And so I think they shot a lot of both of those scripts. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is going to end up being. 
and I might be wrong about that, and the, I'm sure the internet will eventually tell me if I was wrong about that, but <laughs> um, what I think is really fascinating about this is it takes the pressure off of Justice League being a good movie mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. It's going to feel like television. And yeah. It's going to be expensive television. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll... I don't know. That CGI, I'm just saying, looks pretty damn good. Yeah, but they're only... Okay, so they're only sinking 30 more million into it, right? Yeah. So if you... But here's the thing. So if you don't consider the original cost, if you only consider that $30 million, mm-hmm. that's less than $10 million an episode. Totally. So technically, this television program will cost significantly less than The Mandalorian, yep. which costs upwards of $10 million per episode, and those episodes were only 30 minutes long. Yeah. So 30 to 45 minutes long. No, no, that's, that's, that's fair. So it's not that expensive. <laughs> it's In only... comparison to the most expensive television show ever... It's slightly less expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, slightly less expensive. I'll take it. Than the most expensive ever. Um, 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 shit, what was I going to say? <laughs> I, forgot. I have no idea. I had a thought. Oh, right. It's only going to be on HBO Max, right? In the United States. It's not like going to be in a theater or anything. Yes. Right now. But cool. come on. You're telling you're telling me they're not going to pull in uh, what HBO did with Game of Thrones mm-hmm. for the final season and put the first two episodes in cinemas or whatever. Come on. Yeah. There, there's. I'd go. I would go. I would go watch a four-hour Justice League cut if there was an intermission. Yeah. I I need an intermission. I don't. I think it's good. Yeah, it'd be very dark. Mm-hmm. For that. Mm-hmm. Well, I just mean that I w- I would want there to be at the two-hour point a like. 15 minute go pee and get snacks yeah like you you know when you watch return of the king you have a pee break in the middle like if you're watching the extended edition yes yes. and if you're not watching the extended edition what are are you you watching the return of the king yeah (laughs) um because we were talking this is a quick tangent but we were because we went and saw fellowship in theaters Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago while we were in banff and then we were talking about return of the king and you're like it's theatrical and i was like i'm okay seeing the fellowship theatrical cut yeah. I don't really want to watch the Return of the King one. Theatrical, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. it's no. just, it, yeah. But Snyder Cut is, because here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be very upfront about the fact that I was not a pro Snyder Cut person. Mm-hmm. I was the person going, guys, this is never going to happen. Please stop. <laughs> just just stop. Like, I don't, I because honestly, I got sick of it. I, yeah. Every single Comic-Con I would go to, there would be signs and there'd be screaming and it was like there was this weird protest happening, but they were protesting a movie that came out, and I was like, it just doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. And I was on the, I was on that side of it. And now that it's happening, and now that I've seen the trailer, because even hearing that it was happening, I was like, oh, great, whatever. Yeah. Um. But that trailer. That fire. trailer. And here's here's the problem. There is not a bad Zack Snyder trailer. If you go back <laughs> through every single movie he's ever made. Yeah. Zack Snyder trailers are always incredible the original trailer for 300 dope the original trailer for Watchmen, dope the original trailer for all of the superman and batman v superman that he did that original man of steel trailer where he flies for the first time and you hear the sonic boom is a a theatrical moment because i saw it in theaters for the first time i don't remember what it was on but i saw it in theaters Mm -hmm. and it on i think it might have been dark knight rises my entire body like i felt like i had hives like (laughs) my chills were so big that it felt like i had like ridges in my skin (laughs) 
his trailers are always incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He said he certainly knows how to um like um uh captivate an audience in that way with just those like few moments mm-hmm. and that's a skill you know what i mean like yeah, very that's much so. and 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 I, I love that it um it definitely made me care a lot more about this whole thing and um honestly part of me really really hopes that they do put it in the theater because that's something i'd put i'd watch on the big screen in a yeah. heartbeat i um, would i would go oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah like those effects and everything honestly that would that would get me back to the I, that would get more people back to the theaters than i think anything else right now yep 100 percent. um okay we're running so long so let's we're let's push right now we're gonna right. skip the flash tv panel because you don't watch the show no and i'm gonna watch the show and it's season seven you either watch the show or you don't at this point totally um but season seven looks cool uh, this the mirror master is dope and she's <laughs> killing it and i can't wait to see the good guys win but i also love eve um <laughs> Black Adam panel, not much here, not much announced. Yeah, no, it Other was just than, they showed... Oh, wait, no, that's a lie. Dr. Fate is in this movie. <laughs> oh. What the fork is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know, you, you're, you're, not, you're not a big comic buff, but Dr. Fate is this I'm insane... Sorry. It's basically, you put on this helmet, uh-huh. and the helmet is a character, and it takes over your body. Like the mask sort of yeah but it's like this like all very powerful magic deity kind right, of character right, cool. um but so someone has to wear the mask um in order for dr fate to give to like take to save the world mm-hmm. um but that basically means that the person who puts on the mask gives up their life yeah so it's a fascinating character because there's someone in there who doesn't who gives up control of their body right um interesting and dr fate's dope and Adam Smasher, dope. Yeah, I mean, like it. It looked. It looked really fucking cool. I loved mm-hmm. the art style that they went with for mm-hmm. like all, all the the boss teachers. logic. It was oh man, it was so good. It, to give boss logic that chance too, because boss logic like yeah, that was fucking hype. He's like. he's he's blowing up. He is like the artist. He's the go to artist now because mm-hmm. he did those billboards ever since he did the billboards for Spider Man Far From Home. Because mm-hmm. that was his first, like, official, like, big official thing. Yeah. Um, He's doing comic book covers now. Like, Boss Logic is this dude from Australia who literally just made shit on Instagram. Yeah. And it was just so good that the companies were like, well, if that guy's going to make this shit, he better be making it for us. Because yeah. it's... And all that, that motion graphic stuff at the beginning of this looked gorgeous. Amazing. Truly yeah. beautiful. Like, definitely, that's one thing I'm like... If you didn't watch it, go check it out because it's it's something. It's stunning. Um, we're both gonna we're gonna see Black Adam. Like, yep. it's the Rock. Yep, hundred percent. Who doesn't show up for the Rock? He's the loveliest big bear. Like, I just wanna like. Oh yeah. I would love to just hug that guy. <laughs> oh yeah. In you a pre COVID world, but... <laughs> but like, I just I just want to give him a big old hug. Oh, I just want to drink with him and get. I, I he would drink me under the table, <laughs> but I would love to like. Yeah, I want to get. I, it would be like when Thor and um, um, uh, Skarsgård's character drink in uh, the first Thor, right. and Thor has to carry him home. But it would yeah. be The Rock carrying me home <laughs> yeah. after I get drunk, and he's like, "All right, I'm fine." Yeah. Um, we're gonna skip ahead because, you know, there, you know, there was there was a Shazam panel which was interesting. The Shazam theory of the gods title is interesting. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. You know, you haven't even seen Shazam. Was it groundbreaking? Yeah. We have to get on that. Shazam is very good. The Titans panel revealed that uh, Jason Todd is going to be Red Hood, which is 
just it's too early and and in the comic books he becomes red hood after the joker like kills him and tortures him I mean, like he had a spat with his friends i'm sorry titans you're you didn't earn this one and you didn't earn this one i'm sorry i'm sorry but you yeah. didn't like jason todd is not ready to be red hood yet you he had this is gonna sound messed up but he hasn't been through enough mm-hmm. like yeah his his girlfriend whatever titans yeah. titans is yeah i watched i watched i watched the first episode or two and i was like nah so we'll we'll don't worry about it yeah um i'm gonna keep watching it because i have because you're a ocd nerd. issues in which once i start a television show i watch all of it which is how i watched all of that um show about there was a bet show about I think they were basketball players. I don't know. It was like wow. four seasons. And I watched all of it, even though I didn't like any of it. I... The only time that's ever happened to me was Walking Dead. And even then, I had to stop at some point. I was like, I, I, I hate st- myself Walking for Dead is the this. one show that I managed to stop. I, I, could, I, I literally yeah. couldn't. Anyways, until Negan showed up. And then I was like, I'm out. That's what got me out, too. Hey. Negan showed up and I was like, oh, God, I just, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's the only show I've ever not finished. Yeah. And I will finish it at some point. Um. Which makes me hate myself. Um, <laughs> Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Had their big reveal panel, mm-hmm. and there is a part of me that kind of wishes they hadn't started with Brainiac. I kind okay. of wish in the trailer they'd left us thinking that maybe the Suicide Squad was trying to kill Justice League for like some nefarious reason, mm-hmm. whereas it's very apparent that Brainiac has taken over and like oh there's a reason like yeah they i think the game because it you know it's one of those things where it could be very interesting for brainiac to be a reveal but yeah. they put it right there at the beginning of the trailer yeah like you were very excited when we first got that tease for that game and you're like oh wait like it's that that's superman like they're gonna the suicide squad versus superman yeah sounds insane yeah um yeah but now it's kind of like oh i see what's happening Okay, like so they're gonna go to kill Superman, but instead they're gonna realize it's Brainiac. So they're gonna go fight Brainiac. Like yeah. I can that that reveal could have happened like in the game, and people would have been like, "Whoa!" You know, if you gave me a whiteboard right now, I could draw the plot of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, which is fine because it's rock steady, and I trust them, and I know that it's gonna be more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's interesting that it's like Arkham with guns. <laughs> um, also Captain Boomerang is um tracer from overwatch she said yeah 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 yep mm-hmm. <laughs> with the, the tell like i'm like captain boomerang can't teleport in this game he can or he is the flash i'm very confused by what's his yeah, movement that made no sense to me but the art style i mean it looks nice like it looks really good i love it King I, shark looks so cool yeah i'm i'm into it i'm into it and you know obviously we'll probably get it and play it right away mm-hmm. <laughs> i do think it's interesting that all of these superhero games are four player um avengers gotham knights and this all have the same team structure yeah it reminds me of shrek 2 (laughs) why does it remind you of shrek 2 i guess that was the last the that was the actual last thing i expected you to reference what possible reference could you make to shrek 2 in this because that's that's how the how shrek 2 was shrek 1 was like this weird oddity game and then uh, and then Shrek movie. 2. No, no, the game. 
Oh, it reminds game. you of Shrek 2, the game. Yes, of course, I, the game. What the fuck? I, you just said Shrek 2, so I thought you meant the movie. No. Yeah, it reminds you of, you know that moment in Shrek 2 where the fairy godmother is... Sings the best cover song that's uh, ever been sung, truly, truly. ever. Shrek 2 is um, a bop. I want is. Shrek 2, the musical. Oh my god, yes, please. No, I, I, I love Shrek. No, but it, Shrek 2 is the last game that I can remember where it was that like four-player style... In, in like a story mode like i don't know that's so funny i never played any of the shrek video games oh so. you missed out there was shrek super party there was shrek 2 <laughs> and then there was shrek shrek super party was like a like mario party i just love the idea that there was a point in your life where like your parents were like uh god we just want you playing video games but if you're gonna have if you're gonna play video games you you can only play shrek video games no 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 my dad is a nerd yeah. <laughs> But we had, yeah, we, we the Shrek video games were favorites, for sure. Look, I'm, I'm just going to say, to get back on topic. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. We love our tangents at the Nerdy Nightly Podcast. Mm-hmm. But I've yet to play a Rocksteady game that I didn't love. Mm-hmm. So day one on the Nerdy Nightly Twitch stream, I will be playing this game. I'm not surprised. I will be playing a lot of King Shark because... Hmm. A shark man wielding a Gatling gun is so cool on so many levels. I'll come guest in as Harley. Oh, God, yes, please. That's one. We'll do that in cosplay, and I will be dressed mm-hmm. as a shark. Oh, my God. I'll be left shark from the Katy Perry performance. Jesus Christ. We'll get you one of those, like, Halloween shark costumes. <laughs> the inflatable ones. I mean, I was thinking, like, a plush one, but sure, that yeah, works, yeah, too. Yeah, that yeah, way you don't yeah, overheat yeah. and die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've done dumber stuff on stream, and I've only been streaming for two months, so... Um, Remember on Friday when I was like, hey, I'm going to um, stream Fall Guys until I get a win. Yeah, that was a bad idea. It was such a Don't bad do that idea. again. All right, there's one more panel. Mm-hmm. Do you know what panel that is? I feel like I should. But now there's pressure and like <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating. So <laughs> it's the last panel. It's a big it's a big character. Um, we watched it. Thor. <laughs> the batman i know i know i know this one was weird because it was just the director in the green screen for the whole time and then he revealed the trailer i i, I was yeah. hoping that we would see robert pattinson um yes me too and you know the rest of the cast the you like the batman's cast is so freaking bonkers good yeah yeah um, um yeah here's the thing i haven't seen robert pattinson in anything other than twilight and harry potter so this is going to be a really fun movie to watch. You will by the time this movie comes out. Yeah, yeah, we got some stuff to watch. you really should see Good Time. Everyone should see Good Time. If you're wondering why Robert Pattinson is in this movie, go watch the movie Good Time. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. He should have gotten an Academy Award nomination for that movie. Wow. It is a brilliant performance in a brilliant movie it's um the guys who made uncut gems the softy brothers mm-hmm. the the movie that everyone said adam sandler should have been nominated for last year mm-hmm. it was their movie before that one interesting and he is he gives a truly grounded performance in it yeah that when he was announced as batman my first thought was good time yeah. and i was like okay if he can handle that work and mm-hmm. he can put that into it and he can have that kind of soul in that movie that he's got batman yeah yeah i i think uh watching the trailer it, it wasn't a lot to give me an idea of him as batman mm-hmm. but i think it was enough 
honestly. Well, and they've only filmed 25% of the movie. Well, I know, I know. But I just mean, like, me as a person who's like, wait, are you talking about, like, Edward Cullen? Mm -hmm. You know, it. I think it gave me enough to want to, to see him as Batman because I think, actually, it, like you said, I was like, it, it was felt very like grounded you mm-hmm. know obviously it's a trailer and you know i don't want to like put too much stock into it mm-hmm. but you know he seemed like um like he seemed like a troubled dude and like mm-hmm. it felt you know it felt real that trailer felt real well and the one weird part of the trailer for me was that him and commissioner gordon are already working together yes like it's all the cops in the crime scene and then batman's just hanging out yeah <laughs> um that was interesting but interesting choice his first of all his jawline with the cowl on looks great looks great yeah he's i mean look robert pattinson's a good looking dude there's a reason Mm -hmm. he was cedric diggory yeah and then edward cullen how crazy that he was cedric diggory in the harry potter movies yeah he's the only edward cullen like yeah and he's now bruce wayne like this dude's iconic resume is stacked <laughs> yeah as long really? as these movies are good robert mm-hmm. pattinson will always be able to make money at conventions provided covid doesn't end conventions forever don't say that i i i, I don't mean it yeah Knock on wood. oh please star wars <laughs> celebration is coming back i know i know I and know. we're gonna go we're gonna be there and i'm gonna be dressed as a wookie and i'm just gonna go stop I'm upset um but considering how little of the film has been filmed this trailer was really something yeah. to me. It it had um it had tone. Mm-hmm. It it gave the film a a style and a place and a feel yep. that makes the entire thing really pop. Yeah, it felt very fleshed out already. And it felt like it was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like there there's times when these superhero movie trailers come out and they just They're like all samey. Yeah, and like you know, Marvel has kind of perfected that in that those trailers come out and they feel samey in a way that is reassuring to me because the thing i love about marvel movies Mm -hmm. is that i'm showing up for a marvel movie experience and it feels like the most expensive you know everyone called you know it's the most expensive television show ever made Mm -hmm. and it's you know this 23 episode season yeah um and that works because of the way that that world functions Mm -hmm. and because all those movies are at worst enjoyable to watch Mm -hmm. the worst marvel movie is a fun two hours you know what i mean and the best marvel movie is emotionally quaking yeah yeah. like thor ragnarok and yeah civil war ant-man i love ant-man i know you do um and obviously endgame and infinity war you know changed how we thought about movies making money and what's (laughs) possible as far as movies making money totally DC doesn't have the strength of that um, that style, and they yeah. don't have that kind of. We, you show up for the world that you want to be a part of, right? Like you know, <laughs> I, I don't hate really to, want to be a part of Gotham. I hate to make this comparison, but <laughs> <laughs> the Marvel movies are sort of like a YouTuber whose videos you watch every day. Because you know that it's going to be five minutes of your day that will be enjoyable. Yes. And you show up every day for those five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Marvel is mm-hmm. in in, a, in in the best way. And I'm not, it's a, not a diss at all. I will. Yeah. Sh- I will. You, it's that part of your routine. I will show up for those five minutes. Yeah. I will literally. And that's how they The amount money. of money They're I've reliable. spent on Marvel movies is dumb. 
<laughs> it's the amount of money I spent watching Avengers Endgame in theaters was a lot. <laughs> um, DC is successful when it feels unique. Mm-hmm. And when it feels like it's something that you haven't seen before. Yeah. I think it's why Joker was so successful was because it was truly something of its own. Uh-huh. I think that for the people who Wonder Woman really works for, Wonder Woman has a tone and a pace to it that is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Birds of Prey, I think why that movie really struck a chord with you and I when we watched it. Um, had, Birds of Prey is a unique film. Yes, truly. Um I I know it's so much to put on a trailer at this early stage in the film, but it looks like everything about this movie is so intentional. Yeah. And it looks like there, you know, there really is some provoking thought being put behind all of it. Mm -hmm. And I was very, very excited. I really, really cannot wait to see this film. Yeah. Also, that Batmobile. Looks fucking great. That Batmobile is dope. I want one. There was a, I don't know if you saw this, but there was like a, a little like short film they made for in-betweens that mm-hmm. was um, Batman Beyond, Bruce Wayne and, um, oh God, I can't remember the Batman's name in Batman Beyond, um, but they're having a conversation where they get a signal from an alternate dimension and it's an episode of the 1966 Batman show. Oh. And so they're, it's the, t- the two voice actors from Batman Beyond making fun of the 1996 Batman yeah. show. And it's, it was really funny. And they get to the point where they show the Batmobile and they've been making fun of everything so far. And then <laughs> Terry, Terry, um, the Batman goes, I mean, his car is pretty shway though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because that Batmobile from the 1966 Batman mm-hmm. is really cool. It's something. I worked a catering gig in New York. Oh my God, this is such a random story. Um, <laughs> I was working a catering gig at the Museum of something on the upper west side of new york it's this like old manor home that's been converted into an art museum Mm -hmm. and i walk in the door and they hand me a tray and i you know walk in and in the middle of the room on display with like a rope and everything was the first of the batmobiles from the show and i just cried (laughs) no because i was working i was a professional (laughs) um but I was supposed to circle the I was supposed to circle the manor with hors d'oeuvres, and all I did the entire night was walk in circles around the Batmobile, staring at it while people took hors d'oeuvres off my plate. And then when my plate was empty, I went back to the kitchen, and then I continued to circle Jesus the Batmobile because it was beautiful. Yeah, it's such a cool car. Anyway, the yeah. new Batmobile looks cool too. I would drive yeah. it. It's like a muscle car with a jet engine. Sure. Why not? Why not? Um. So for your first virtual con experience, how did you feel? It was fun. I mean, you know, like you said, it kind of felt like just one big long Zoom call that's an advertisement for things that you should be spending money on. But like, you know, what? like this is what it is and it's fine. And it was exciting and there was some really cool stuff in there. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it really like it really hyped up some things for me that I cannot wait to uh, to to see where they go, like the games and the movies and um, uh, yeah. Yeah, in in particular that um, oh god, the game, the bat, um, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for that, and I have high hopes for the new Wonder Woman movie. So fingers crossed. 
Yeah, um, I really like the cheetah. I didn't say that earlier, but I really like the cheetah design. Yep. You and I were talking about it earlier, and I said that I like cheetah when she's more animalistic. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that final design where she is the like full fur version, and she has the like cheetah movements. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always liked cheetah more when she feels like she's given up her humanity. Yeah. I think it's a more interesting take on the character, and it's nice to see um, them go that way with it. Um, I was surprised the two things that I enjoyed the most from the day were both the video games. Um, (laughs) Just because they were the biggest reveals to me. Mm -hmm. um, And they felt the most fleshed out as far as presentation goes. Yeah. Usually movie panels at Comic-Cons have a little bit more... Because the movies can be in production, there's more to them. Yeah. Um, And I, I, I think that despite how well it went, and it went very well. Mm-hmm. the it was polished and there weren't any technical difficulties like this was this went as well as it could have gone i think for sure um but the movies aren't in production and so a lot of the movie panels were like we can't wait to be filming and we can't um whereas yeah. the video game panels were both we've been working on this for the last seven years of our life and we're yeah. we're ready gotham mm-hmm. knights is ready that game looks great mm-hmm. fucking the suicide squad killed this justice league they're ready for next year because mm-hmm. they just because their production schedules are different for sure um and so yeah i was a little surprised that the two things that i walked away being like i need in my life are the two video games yeah um and granted they have so much goodwill with me with the arkham games yeah already there's not that barrier of like the batman has the barrier of like i hope it's good but also like the dark and gritty batman was done pretty well a decade ago yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I am for sure. Wonder Woman wasn't a complete home run for me. Um, So these, yeah. you know, Shazam 2 was a complete home run for me, but we got a title. So like, you know, yeah. the, the two things that had the most goodwill going in and coming out were the video games. And for sure. I really enjoyed them. Yeah. I'm excited for both. And me too. We stream on Twitch, so of course we'll buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna spend a lot of money on games Considering in our lifetime. We don't really make much money at this. We spend a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. Did we start a company to justify being nor- nerds? Uh, you know what? We might have because here's the thing: a lot of that money we m- probably would have spent anyways. That's true. Like you would get a PlayStation, whether or not we streamed on Twitch. That's true. And you would get all these games games. like that's the thing now we just we we you know we can write it off as a business expense (laughs) (laughs) you were about to say we have to well it was on the tip of your tongue i saw it i mean kind of in the subtitles under your chin (laughs) um wow this was a long one and we're it's so late Oh my yeah, god. But you know what? We sorry, we had a lot to say. We I'm did. Sorry, guys. And it was a long day. Like there was a lot of reveals and this but we're is getting going this to one. be our longest podcast yet. Yeah, but we're getting this one to you early so you have lots of time to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> enjoy your Sunday. Come uh, I'll be streaming if you if you catch this the day it goes up. I will be streaming Star Wars Sundays later. Um just follow the Discord or the Twitter or whatever to find out <laughs> when. And um that's at Nerdy Nightly. Ariel streams at <laughs> Clara Strakaris. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we do have the Nerdy Nightly 
pardon me, uh, Northern Nightly Facebook page. Um, as, as well as the subreddit. The subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have the Patreon. So yes. if you haven't already checked that out, please consider um, taking a look. It's um, as low as $1 a month. Mm-hmm. If you'd just like to, you know, come out and support us. Um, obviously, higher tiers get you better things. We've got a really fun Ginny cosplay dropping this weekend. Spicy. Um, some of it's spicy. Some of it's not, you know. I'm editing those photos, <laughs> and they're spicy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so if you would love to support us on the Patreon, that is also at Nerdy Nightly, because everything is at Nerdy Nightly, except for Clara Shakara's <laughs> on Twitch. Yeah. Just because we, we need some separation between the two of us. Well, I also streamed before I even... No, I just mean that, like, we're always together. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. We, and have always been together. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sick of me yet? No, not yet. Um, It'll happen. <laughs> thank you so much for checking this podcast out. Uh, if I was about to say where the podcast is, but if you're listening to this, you already know because you found You already it. know. <laughs> I need to go to bed. I played so much Fall Guys yesterday. That's true. We're going we're gonna to head out, guys. But um, yeah, we hope you like this. Uh, I'm David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.